Welcome to a new episode of the State of the Net podcast. I'm Paolo Valdemarin. And I'm Jürgen Semple. And uh, I think that on this episode, I wanted to start from a post that you wrote recently on, on Facebook about uh, reality and about uh, how we perceive reality and what reality Why don't you... Well, the, the post was uh, just raising the issue that we, for all sorts of familiar reasons in a sense, culture, previous experience, biological differences in how we, how our organs work and our, our sense organs work, but basically the real world that we all believe we exist in is largely created by our brains, uh, our, our ears feed sounds into our brains, our eyes feed light into our brains, but what that means, even at a very basic sense of colour, I mean we can disagree about colour, one person thinks they're looking at brown and another one thinks they're looking at green, um, but when you kind of extrapolate that up into our experience of the world around us and what it means, we are living in potentially quite radically different parallel universes that we sort of fall into the trap of thinking is the one universe. And I made the point in the in the post that, you know, people's counter to that is, oh, that's just solipsistic, you're just claiming that you're creating the world. And I'm saying, well, no, I'm not saying that because there is a, a physical reality. When I crashed my truck into the Waybridge last week, it made a physical dent. Um, <laughs> but what that dent meant was up to me and, and the interpretation of it, the guilt, the frustration, the annoyance, that was all, that reality was was constructed in a sense and the point of the post was that to remember this when we're dealing with other people that they will be constructing their own very convincing and to them very real reality but which might be very different from ours and we were just chatting there about about how this relates to the internet yeah as I as I read your post I started thinking about uh, I was at the literally at the same time reading about uh, um, a number of different uh, conspiracy theories that have become, that are prominent in these days. Uh, one is uh, uh, Epstein who died apparently by suicide. Uh, and as I say, apparently, I'm <laughs> yeah, just falling into it. Yeah, I'm no. falling into it. Uh, immediately there was this two different sides trying to interpret something that uh, is not a fact. Uh, from 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 this event, uh, even more interesting to point out, uh, there is an article. I was reading an article this morning about uh, the president uh, of Turkmenistan, that uh, according to some is dead and according to some other is not, and there is this huge debate uh, raging on social <laughs> media and mainstream media about uh, is he alive or not. Um, so. The tension I felt between between mm. the, the, or, or the attraction between these two, your post and these news, was that uh, it would appear that uh, it is very easy to not only live in your own reality, but actually choose your own reality, choose the newscape that you want to perceive. Well, it's actually hard not to live in your own reality. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> but, but, and I, I, I was just having a conversation with somebody this afternoon about populism and the gameability of the mob, for want of a better word. And 
which has always been possible, mm-hmm. but potentially becoming more possible. And to some extent, perception is reality, because if enough people believe something and act on the basis of that, however false it is, that turns the world. And, you know, again, we were saying the thing about trying to manipulate this or trying to determine the truth or trying to make people stick to a truth ends up with ideologies and morals and rules which are problematic to say the least. Being aware of the fact that we're living in this to some degree constructed reality helps us to react differently to it. And I think being aware on the internet of the potential for manipulation populism, all those other risks will make each of us, in possibly very small and very subtle ways, react differently. I think that, I think that um, yes, definitely. Being aware, the more aware we are of uh, the partiality of what we see and the fact that we see everything from an angle is uh, the, the the more likely we are to to be mindful in yeah. in that and to be in the moment um i think that uh, there there has been a shift from the old then days i mean we always mentioned you know the, the good old times where the bbc was just stating the truth mm-hmm. and uh, uh the fact that uh, that m- of course, that was a point of view, but because we were both reacting to the same stimuli, at least we we might have had different angles about one thing. Yeah. While today, ground. while yeah. today, it might very well be that if we have different points of view, we're seeing two completely different uh, realities. And and you know, this is this is a beauty of it. This yeah. the the, the fact that the pain. Yeah. But also, this is a challenge: is being aware of uh, everything we see and the nuances, and the fact that most. I mean, my default position when I when I see every piece of content these days is, uh, yeah, it's probably not completely true. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's a, it's a point of view. It's something that is interesting. It's something that I'm going to. It's a data point that I yes. use to try to build a view. But I'm aware that it's just a data point coming from a very specific... And even what you have built is just a view. I, I, I recently saw the, the documentary on Netflix, uh, uh, The Great Hack, about the story of Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica and, uh, and Brexit and Trump. And uh, they, they, they create this idea of how the company was manipulating a large amount of voters and as I was watching the story it's mostly I was aware of what happened and how it happened and it was interesting and I think it's a very good that more people mm-hmm. hear that story yep. but at the same time the way the story is presented comes from an angle it comes mm-hmm. so you know they talk about Facebook and all the bad Facebook that uh, the bad thing that Facebook did and to some degree there were behavior that Facebook could have yeah. could have managed better but then they say and in Brazil they this other thing happened on WhatsApp and WhatsApp belonged to Facebook it's like it's a completely different thing Nasty it, it, media you're media. just yeah, yeah. clustering things yeah, together yeah. Yeah. or there are recordings of uh, 
Alexander Nix, the CEO of uh, Cambridge Analytica, pitching to a client mm-hmm. and basically saying how they did this, they did that, and it's and it's highly compromising in perspective. Yeah. But then I think all the time I was pitching something, <laughs> I was lying through. I mean, it's the fact that you just make things bigger than they actually yeah. are. It's like the default thing that you do as a salesperson. Yeah. And I'm thinking if somebody was to record my sales pitch <laughs> and play it back at some point, yeah, I'm not completely sure. So the fact that they try to try a little bit too hard to make people look uh, guilty yeah, or yeah. involved in things is uh, I'm not completely yeah. comfortable with that. No, and but, but that's it's a very rare journalist who doesn't do that to some degree. You know, even by the choice of who you interview, there's a, a perspective, there's a, there's a story that you're trying to tell. Absolutely, or how you interview someone. Uh, exactly, totally. Um, but you see, that, <laughs> and we've sort of touched on this before, but even within our own heads, we have much less control than we think we do. We don't, you know, back to my story about being in the bath and trying to observe myself making the decision to stand up and never managing to do so. Thoughts happen to us, largely. And this is what you begin to learn when you get into meditation. They, they, they arrive, they appear, they don't, you, don't, you don't decide to think something. You find you yourself just... thinking something. And that's true of all thoughts, and that's true of thoughts of what to do next. And the degree, I mean, it sounds like determinism, and it may, maybe that's the case, but you know, what we end up doing is a complex mix of conditioning, culture, previous experience, and random chance. I think, <laughs> you know? yes, I, I think that what is interesting from the, I mean, from the perspective of our podcast is uh, when what we think is actually influenced by algorithms mm-hmm. without us being aware of uh, how these works or, or what the purpose of these algorithms yes. are. Um, there was a there were a couple of articles I read recently about the um, the YouTube uh, algor- recommendation algorithm. Um, and there, was, there is a good piece on the New York Times saying, uh, looking at the story of the last elections in Brazil and and saying how YouTube was actually very important in promoting some again conspiracy theory that uh, that supported the the administration. Who but even, even though you just described that, was was it an unfortunate and unforeseen consequence of the nature of the YouTube algorithm? Absolutely. Or was oh, know, I don't I don't think I I don't think that was done on purpose by no. Google. No, yeah. I think that it just happened. Yeah. Um, what well, is also interesting either, does it? It's, what is it's... what is also interesting is that apparently <laughs> there was another article on the Huffington Post stating that uh, they that Google changed the YouTube recommendation algorithm. So if you're watching a video from a conspiracy theory channel, mm-hmm. you instead of recommending another video from the same channel, for some reason you end up on Fox News. So these days, <laughs> Fox News has gotten a lot of traffic from people looking at conspiracy theories. Uh, and it's probably, I, I, and again, I think it's a bug in the algorithm. It's, it's the algorithm saying, okay, I'm not sending you to one of these other things because I know that it's wrong. But, but I don't to, have anything else. We get into such dodgy and interesting territory when we think of the bugs in the algorithm of life. You know, if we, our attempts to intervene 
haven't gone well historically. Um, because they become ideological or moral codes or... Oh, I mean, it's, it's, we, we did, there, there has been a little bit of improvement in humankind in the last few thousand years, one might argue. We got rid of, like, slavery or, or a few Are things we? that... that well, I mean, let not the, in, 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 well, I, but, but, but I, well, I think we just move the shit around. I think <laughs> sometimes think we we find new ways to behave badly with each other rather than ending up in some. Yeah, but if you look at the number of people that were killed in war, for example, the number has been. Now, I'm not saying that that uh, that uh, insulting somebody on Twitter is not bad, but it's better than invading their country and shooting them. Well, to some degree. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> there are for, less war. I mean, well, quantity- see, funnily enough, I just saw an article just today, yet again, raising that topic about it's been too long since we've had a war. We're ending up in this mess because we've had. Yeah, well, it's like, like a little bit. Like a focus or what, you know. Yeah, a little, you know, a, a, a nice famine from time to time, just <laughs> it's clean not as things bad out. As it's made out. That's right. Yeah, especially if it doesn't happen to you. No, I'm a slightly more optimistic from this point of view. I think that we are doing better than we were, but I think that we're dealing with a whole number of new challenges that uh, that we are facing exactly because we're not facing the old challenges. Yes, anymore. that was more my so, point. So yes. it's so it's which uh, is going back to another post that I did about distracting ourselves and that we are encouraged to distract ourselves with buying stuff or filling our days being busy or um, you know filling our heads with words from other people or whatever and all of this is to avoid in a sense the inward challenge of working out what's going on and who we are and all that sort of stuff and I think we just, as I say, sort of invent, and you could include wars and all those things in displacement activities. Um, and these are problems that have been around for, th- for, for, for millennia. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that it is, a, uh, talking of distracting yourselves uh, uh, and going on the, I, I'm sure that people will be listening to this uh, podcast uh, after Hours. That's right. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, the, uh, uh, there are fascinating research about how access to porn mm-hmm. has changed behavior right. uh, of, uh, of uh, not only access to porn, but also access to dating platforms. Yes. I mean, the yes. fact that uh, mating has become easy basically means that uh, males are not competing anymore and and there are implications of yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, on evolution for culture and, and, and culture sorts, of yeah, just yeah. like being better people because you're not you don't need to be a better person anymore you can just swipe right left until you find somebody uh, or, or you don't have to right, be don't you know. don't have to be an aggressive pushy so and so to be off jerk yeah. either, you know it's yeah. uh, uh, a yeah. so it is I think that that there are interesting aspects that uh, technology has introduced that are changing some very basic Mm. Mm -hmm. sociological dynamics that are actually changing. So, So, you know... So, so go back to being optimistic. This is where I got excited in the old ideological days of the early days of the internet about it helping us to understand how connected we are and how we're all uh, falsely seeing ourselves as separate parts of an indivisible whole. And, And... in a way, that's what we're seeing, isn't it? It's, it's stripping away some of the apparently inevitable physical c- 
constraints that we've been moulded by thus far in evolution. And yes, the optimistic scenario is that we are groping our way up an evolutionary scale. Yeah, I, I mean, in my mind, we are, you know, we are a point on a on a on the wheel of a bicycle moving forward. And yeah. this point, you know, sometimes it moves forward very fast. Sometimes it looks like it's going back before yeah. it starts going yeah. forward again. Yeah, yeah. So we have this odd. We're not moving forward at the constant speed. No. I think that right now we almost feel like we're moving backwards. <laughs> a but, at the uh, yeah, well, it, like in in you know six weeks from Brexit, or it, it feels the wheels will come off the bloody bike. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a very a very good moment. In well, history. it doesn't. It doesn't because again, but, I'm foolishly half full about things, and as we were just chatting about, you know, these are big shifts potentially in. And a falling apart of of a set of norms and assumptions and institutions and behaviours and blah 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 that have been past their sell by date for some time. It will be rough. It will hurt, but we'll probably come out of it better. Yeah. You know, you, you if you if you read about it, I mean, some of the idealists behind what is happening are basically coming from the point of view that you need to destroy what exists before you can rebuild it, which yep. is a, you know, anarchic view that yep. you, you, you like yep. anarchy for, for some time, <laughs> didn't you? Well, I find it funny when, when, when people talk about the ideology of, 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 um, of anarchism, because it isn't, you know, in a sense, it's more of a skepticism than a, It's not having those kind of rules. And we're saying, it's bad to think about technology. When we try to intervene, almost when we try to do the right thing, when we, and then our right thing is different from somebody else's right thing, that's where it kind of goes wrong because we mess up. I mean, I'm, I'm falling into the trap these days of believing that there is an order to it and there is a, there is a, sink, there is a, there is a sense to it all. Not in the sense of a beardy guy in the sky controlling it, God, but life kind of works. Life is seen not to work when we intervene, when we start raping the planet, when we start acting in ways that aren't congruent with the ways that we really are, when we try to be something that we're not, when we... So in a way it's almost... An attempt to fix things is almost the last thing we should be doing. It sounds incredibly passive and laissez-faire and hippy-dippy, I know. But I'm becoming more and more convinced of it. Look at organisations. I've just talked to somebody senior oh, in an organisation recently and how many times their organisation has been bombarded and buffeted by some new chief exec who's going to solve things and fix things and comes wading yeah, in and makes things worse. At the same time, if we were not trying to isn't inventing new things part of trying to change reality. And if we were not inventing new things, there would be no internet and no sophisticated trucks. But each invention, like the nuclear fusion, isn't in itself inherently a good thing. 
no, nor a bad thing, but it's, a, it's change. I mean, do we want to be actors of change or not? If we are trying to change things, then a sizable amount of time will fuck up and make mistakes. And then we'll need to fix them or try to fix yeah. them. And probably by trying to fix things, we'll do even worse. Yeah. But I, because I think I see that uh, overall, even with all the problems that we have, as a, maybe not as a species, but at least as a society, we seem to be doing better than we were some time ago. I think that we are on a positive trend. It doesn't mean that there is a lot of stuff that we did that needs to be fixing, and probably there, there is a lot of stuff that we should not try to change because it's just fine the way it is. So circling back to the beginning of the conversation and the multiple truths and multiple realities, some of the motives and, and power behind the current populism is a sense that we're not getting better, that we're getting worse. And people want to stand up for what they think is better, you know, they don't want a multicultural, multiracial, blah, blah world. They're, fight, they're beginning to fight hard to prevent that happening. So they don't think this is progress. They don't think this is a, we're getting better. They think we're getting worse. Oh, yeah. But that's, that, and that is why, that, that is typically the type of people I, I disagree with. It's, it's uh, which means that I think that it's getting better. I, I think that the narrative, Again, it's, it's always something that exists only in our minds, right? Yeah. I mean, things are not going better and worse. Things are just there, right? The only it's thing a, we can be sure of is that it's we're both sitting here Again, I can find a whole bunch of data that says that things are going better. That's you can right. find a whole bunch of data that says things right. are going worse, and we will... And neither of us have a clue what's going to happen next. Absolutely, <laughs> and probably we'll both be lying about half of the data we're <laughs> exactly. But at the same time, I think that it is uh, what is interesting and what is uh, powerful of uh, the tools that we have today and the you know digital uh, world that we live into, at least partially, is that uh, it does allow us to cope with uh, a, with complexity in a way that we couldn't before. I mean, we well, have it generates we have its tools. own complexity in some, in some in many ways it generates its own it, it increases it does, complexity. It does, yeah. but at the same time, but complexity given the complexity is something that always existed. Yes. On where I mean, it's uh, is true. Well, that, yes, uh, maybe maybe it's a, maybe it's finally allowing us to reflect the actual complexity of the world and, and deal with that rather than try to over manage or over simplify or over whatever. You know, exactly. It it yeah. it's. Uh, I think that. I like the trend of starting to appreciate the complexity of things yes. instead of trying to find simple solution to yes, complex totally. problems. Totally. Uh, I, I, I probably what I fight most in my daily work is a simple solution to complex problems. Yep. Because everybody at every point is, oh, you know, there must be a simple way of doing this. And said, I'm sure there is. <laughs> and it's going to be completely wrong because yes. it's a complex thing. Yes. Uh, the, everybody who's looking for a yes, no answer to complex problems is... Uh, and because we can manage more and more data, because we can see more and more things, because we can use new and more sophisticated processes to, to, to make decisions, taking into account a vast amount of information and data, 
I think that we have tools that allow us to cope with complexity better than ever in history. It is true, maybe these tools are creating a little bit more complexity, but I think it's just a little bit of more complexity on top of, of a universe which is way more complicated we can cope anyway. Yes, but again, that the reality of those who want a black or white solution is that the world is, it ought to be simple and there ought to be structure and rules and if we only would all acknowledge that and play by those rules, everything would be all right. And that is what I'm fighting. Yes. That is what I'm, that is, if I want to, and I'm sort of realizing this as, as, we're, as we're talking today, mm. but I, I, if probably one of the best way for me to decide if this is a position I agree with or is a position I do not agree with is, uh, is this trying to, to find a simple <laughs> problem to a complex, a simple solution to a complex problem. Yeah. If that is the case, as tempting as it is, is you know, it's, uh, it's the fascination essentially of uh, fascism. Right. is a uh, fascism att is attractive because uh, it proposes these simple solutions yes. that uh, it's that are that everybody can relate to i mean yes. it's it's like there is an inner part of all of us yes. that say oh if only that was and, true and so that goes back to the thing about displacement and about the discomfort we feel with facing the complexity and the unpredictability of life we want to be told that it's easy, we want to be given the answer, we want to just fit into a system. But of course we then become deeply unhappy because we know deep down that that's not true. We do, but I think that uh, at least uh, to some degree we ha are seeing uh, a moment where it would appear that there is a majority or at least a relative yeah. majority yeah. of people who um, are trying to find that simple solution or are attracted by the simple solution. And I think that the yeah. interesting thing is yeah. that, again, it's not changing the, the number of people that have that kind of idea or desire has not increased. No. It's just more apparent today yes. than it was before. Yes. It's not that during the Obama administration there were no racists no. and suddenly right. Right. all Americans turned racist. It's yeah. just that the amount of people with a racist point of view has probably been exactly the same. It's just that for some reason the conditions now allow us to see that aspect while we don't see another, other aspects of society. Because again, it's all multifaceted and you always yes. see different angles and different perspective and we have different understanding of something that maybe doesn't change that much. I, I, I normally argue that, but I've again during this conversation sort of realizing that if back to the YouTube algorithm amplifying certain signals in the system around that election in Brazil, we might be creating more of a certain attitude or a certain view, mm -hmm. inadvertently perhaps. It, it's quite this thing about no such thing as a neutral algorithm, it, 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 even on a, in an unintended manner. Oh, but if you think, I mean, in the last few weeks we had a number of, uh, of uh, shootings mm -hmm. in, in the States, and at least some of these were triggered by people yeah. who radicalized on hate chan or, yeah. or, or on some of these sites yeah. and uh, 
and if you think how sad it is that somebody becomes so upset to decide to yeah. go and essentially kill himself while try to take in as many people with him as he can. Because I mean, from what I have read, they go to, they go expecting to be killed. Yeah. So it's it's incredibly sad, and I mean, it's, it's you really need to be desperate to do that. So, so and so, somebody got to that point. Yeah. But so that's that's interesting. Because I was watching a bit of a, a the last series of Sherlock. Um, my daughter was watching it with a boyfriend, and there was some quite sick, sinister. It was meant to be being being sort of dark and 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 frightening, or whatever. But I just thought, why why do people write stories like this? And so I ended up getting up and walking out the room because I, I don't want to see that. And then you get the whole thing about do violent games cause people to be violent or do they assuage the natural instinct to be violent and take it down, you know, less blah, blah, blah. And then I also found myself thinking on the way here, actually, about people who get arrested for, say, say, say paedophilia. Somebody who's going to do something as extreme as that has got to the position where they don't care. The normal constraints of social approval or disapproval or whatever don't operate, they don't care, they're going to do it anyway. And it's a bit like those shooters. Their reality is so extreme, but so... You know, madness is, the, is being in a, in a, a majority of one. I think that what would be interesting to understand is how much algorithms potentially have the can have an influence on this because yep. uh, because if they can accelerate a, a, a yep. cycle that in nature in regular environments would not get that fast you you yep. you would not because I can see how well, the are, are, the, are the algorithms YouTube, not natural but look I mean the, the YouTube algorithm I mean it, it's it's a dangerous thing I I, yes. I don't know how much time I have wasted in last <laughs> year watching you know Japanese joinery uh, and it's uh, and it's fascinating. The problem is, you watch one, you get another one, and another thank, one, thank and another one. Not been afflicted and by it's that. Uh, and it's uh, and you know, <laughs> thanks God, I watched Japanese joinery, but I know how compelling that can be. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that if we were, <laughs> there's been other compulsions. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I I have had situation where I've seen interviews with people that I didn't particularly like and then suddenly uh, my whole world was uh, filled mm -hmm. with interviews with these guys. Mm -hmm. So I, again, I know how that works. I, I think I can try to control it to some degree. I mean, I can just say, no, I don't want to see this. To some degree, what I would like to have is, uh, I would like to have YouTube Pro. I would like to be able to tweak the algorithm the way I want it. Into your own echo chamber. But it basically say, well, yes, but I, I would, yeah. I would like to be able to see, okay, you are showing me this for these reasons. Like some of the reasons are just not true. Can can I turn them off? So interesting. That, so a, a, a conversation earlier today where we we're talking about data and the use that data is put to, and credit ratings, and the fact that you can have an algorithmic misinterpretation of a situation can have a severe effect on your credit rating and worse, you know, in the future we'll have things that will decide whether we're socially acceptable or not that may or may not be true, they may just be an algorithm that ran amok and, and yep. put two and two together and made five. 
And I found myself thinking, whoa, there's, there's a product opportunity for a cleaning up algorithm. A tool oh. that goes back in and resets. Because the, the person was saying, oh, the only answer I got was, oh, you have to phone all the credit agencies to get your credit scores changed. And he said, I have no idea how to do that. I don't know what they are, who they are, or how to get hold of them. And I'm thinking, there's a product. Oh, I mean, there is a there is a company. I have an app from a company that, uh, to some degree, tries to do that. In a sense, it it is showing my credit rating and is trying to give me advice on what to do, how what how to change my behavior. You know, it's 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 not very aggressive. I mean, it, mm. they're basically trying to sell me shit. But but. Uh, it is something that said, oh, your credit rate has changed this from this month to this yeah. month for this reason, because that yeah. happened. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because it's like last month I had more expensive. So suddenly I was using <laughs> yeah. a little bit of my overdraft and my credit rating went up yeah. because I oh, was no, using it. It's like, yeah, yeah. okay, like, yeah. hey, woohoo, <laughs> more debt. And it's uh, so there are, there are apps that, tell, that try to, to, to do that. But basically, at that point, you have another algorithm that is trying to tweak an original algorithm. Yeah. Why don't we g give me levers to the original algorithm? <laughs> for fuck's sake! It's I mean, almost it's spilling into magical thinking. I was thinking we want angel bots that go around cleaning up the world and making it a nicer yeah, place. Yeah, but right? angel bots. It's uh, it's uh, we don't want <laughs> angel bots. Uh, it's like well, we 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 did say earlier on in the conversation that there isn't a solution, and the desire. So we're not going to get to an end point in this podcast where we've come to a solution where there is an answer to this problem. And we also said that being aware of these issues won't necessarily provide us with clarity about an answer or a solution, but it will help us to react and interact differently with the world around us. And I guess that's all we aspire to do for each other, if not for anybody else listening <laughs> with this podcast. So... I think we can close this by saying that, uh, guys, be aware of what you do and uh, no, know what that you, you don't read. know. Know what you don't know and don't and, and please, don't worry about it. It'll be all right. Yeah, don't worry and don't and, and don't believe in angel bots. <laughs> Thank you. See you next time. <laughs>